day 129. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So, yeah, day 129. We're in Psalms uh, 25 to 28. It's been so good so far. It's been enriching even for my own soul. And yeah, two words that pop out to me at the beginning of this song. God guides. Right? God guides. Psalm 25 says this, make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. This psalm, Psalm 25, is a psalm of dependence and a psalm of trust. So we talked about at the beginning, there were different types of psalms, and this was one of trust, right? So Israel corporately, again, would sing and pray these psalms, and this was one they invoked uh, to instill trust in the God of Israel. And so the psalmist, like all of us, goes through in this psalm the various trials of life, and one of the things that he continues to spew forth is that he, like us, needs guidance, right? Most of us come to our lives making plans, and especially now it's the top of a new year, one of the things you and I, I'm saying we on purpose, do is we make all of these plans. We set goals. We like, we're super ambitious with it too, right? Um, especially me. But I think good questions to ask ourselves is not what plans am I going to make but God, what paths should I take, right? God, where would you have me go? God, what would you have for me, right? Do we ask God to guide us, right? Or do we, or, or do we make our own plans, set our own agenda, and just ask God to tag along for the ride, right? Do we do what we want to do and just push God to the margins of our lives, right? These are the type of searching questions the Psalms make us ask. And then he comes back and says, the Lord is good and upright. Therefore, he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble with what is right, and he teaches them his way. Guys, we are terrible leaders of our lives, right? In the words of Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble, right? The humble right? Get shown the way they should go, right? And it takes humility to ask these questions, to come before God in dependence, saying, God, I am terrible at driving this ship. I need you to take over and go where you please, because I know that you're good. Verse 12, who is the person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land. And what I love too about this Psalm is that we see the promises, right? He didn't just say, yo, come, let me drive the boat. Uh, let me drive the boat of your life. And we don't know what's going to happen. No, he makes promises here. All right. He says um, a whole and a good, blessed and meaningful life comes from being led by him. But also the psalmist is echoing the Torah here as well. And that inheritance would await the offspring. Right. Uh, going back to Genesis 12. Right. That offspring promise that, that was given to Abraham of such a person. Right. And so the psalm even closes um, as well, speaking of the redemption of Israel, how do we make sense of this? In other words, what the Bible is trying to tell us that um, a life led by God 
does not just impact you, right? It has the potentiality to impact generations, right? And so, yeah, I just love that song. It's so good. And Psalm 26 comes along and basically we have David going before God, switches tones, going before God and asking him to vindicate him because of his integrity. So we remember there's plenty of Psalms like this and it says this, I do not sit with the uh, worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers, right? And I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wondrous works. Here we see David uh, in pleading for vindication and asserting his innocence, showing us that the integrity uh, involves not just what we engage in, but also what we avoid, right, engaging in. And so, uh, you know, he says, there are places I don't sit. There are crowds that I, that I don't find myself running with, right? And in the Psalms, this idea of integrity, I think I mentioned this before, this idea of integrity speaks of not sinlessness, but faithfulness, right? Not perfection, but direction, right? Not flawlessness, but blamelessness, right? Someone who is who is uh, keeping God's covenant and his work before them and before their hearts and before their minds and they're trusting the Lord as they go about life, right? And so David is like, yo, vindicate me, God. I'm innocent. I haven't done anything wrong. And he does this a lot in the Psalms. And yeah, we need integrity as God's people, right? And he describes the wicked here as those who plot evil schemes and come up with, come up with uh, worthless bribes, yada, yada. And it's so good because we see David here basically saying like, man, Lord, distinguish between the faithful and the impious, right? And for David to approach God with confidence this way shows like a ton of security, right? And I'm here to tell you today that integrity is the pathway to security, right? The lack of integrity, the lack of integrity though, is the pathway to anxiety, right? Integrity is the pathway to security. The lack of integrity is the pathway to anxiety. So yeah, like if we fail to live with integrity, man, you you and I know, right? You always just be looking over your shoulder, always thinking someone is out to get you, always existentially like paranoid, right? And I think it was Brian Loritz who said that uh, he's a pastor who said that uh, integrity is some of the best uh, the best sleep medicine there is. Right. Like that. We don't lose sleep at night. Right. When we know that we're being as faithful as we can before the Lord. And that's what David is just calling us to here. And Psalm 27 comes and David. Yeah. Switches the tone. Um, another one of. Uh, more popular psalms and it comes and it starts this way the lord is my light and my salvation whom should i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life whom should i dread i'm chuckling here because a song automatically comes to mind and i cannot sing so i'm not i'm going to spare you guys that burden however um he keeps beating the same drum later and he says uh through an army though an army deploys against me my heart will not be afraid though a war war breaks out against me I will still be confident. One thing that is so confident about the Psalms, as I said before, is that they are real, right? Meaning that much of what is said is literal and historical, but also at the same time, they are real in that they are like honest, right? And what David is not doing here is somehow acting like there aren't real powerful forces at play and at odds with him, right? There's no integrity in denying reality. Let's let's get that off the let's get that, yeah, off the table, right? Um, but at the same time, he expresses a fearlessness, right? In the face of real like adversaries. Again, people was out for David's head, 
right? And this is not because he had the best hands, right? Not because he had the toughest armor or not because he had the fiercest fighters, but because Yahweh is his stronghold. Yahweh is his salvation. Yahweh is his light. And as Christians, this is so good. As Christians, base, listen, we are going to face opposition, right? But the beauty of being a believer is, is that we do not resort to merely just resources, right? We don't, resources are fine and good. I'm not saying we don't use them, but not just them, right? We have the source itself. Forget just resource. We have the source, right? Of all things himself. So practically, David mentions that he will seek the face of the Lord, right? And that, and that should be our daily duty as believers, right? The size of our problems, man, they're going to be big, sometimes small. They will fluctuate. But our seeking of the only one who can save us, protect us, provide for us, and guide us should not. And that's, yeah, that's the kind of disposition, right, we have, we need to have. And that will lead, yeah, to fearlessness. And so if 27 is an expression of confidence, like, yo, I'm confident, I ain't, I ain't scared, even though it's crazy out here, 28 is a cry, right? And again, uh, a lot of the Psalms are not logically linked, so this one is a bit different. So it says, yo, listen to the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. David is crying out to God, and based on what he has said in the psalm, if God doesn't come through for him, it won't be any more of him, right? Me speaking of David, right? In other words, David's expression and cries show show that uh, he is hanging on by a thread, right? And he sees what he is facing as a knife coming to slice whatever thread he has away. And he goes on to talk about the wicked and how he once again provides imprecation, meaning he asks God to have this righteous um, indignation towards the wicked and towards sin, right? Um, And these are not just people who mess up, right? These are people who, uh, you know, oppose God, his work, and his people. And David is calling him, yo, like, God, come and judge, right? But the psalm, like most laments, right, and with praise, right? And David says this, blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the sound of my pleading, right? The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. One of the things I love about the psalms is that, um, you know, it shows us, and the, the, the Bible, uh, you know, the Old Testament in general and the Bible in general shows us that crying out to God is never met unattended and never goes unheard. Right. But that's not the best part. I'm glad that the Bible works in such a way that it doesn't just show that God hears us, but it shows us that he helps us. Right. Hearing us is one thing, but helping us is something totally Different. This is what David expresses here. And I want you guys to know that, yeah, whatever life may be throwing at you today, you have someone who's a helper, right? Let me pray. Father, we thank you that um, you help us uh, when we cry out to you um, and that you guide us um, in this life. And so, Lord, I pray that today you will provide the guidance we so, so need. That even if we're crying silently, Lord, that you. Will hear us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.